Good morning, beloved. This is Elder Miller with your spiritual soul food, Living Water Ministries. God bless you. I'm so glad to spend this precious time with you. It is my privilege and honor to be able to share with you. Um, this is the second year working in this forum, which I believe God is using to speak to a today generation. Hopefully, uh, I could expand this horizon, branching out into other platforms that we might reason together. When God birthed this idea in me last year, January, it was a continuation of, of the call, the anointing that I believe God had placed on my life. Let me just first say that I haven't been in church all my life. I'm not one of those people. I'm not a preacher's kid. I'm not, I wasn't, wasn't, but I did come from a family that believed in God. And I know, I know that we all have a place inside of us that longs for the hand, the touch, the breath of God. That's how he made us. But we live in a fallen world. We follow fallen customs, uh, morals, and the ways of a dying world. But God is light, truth, and he's calling us to come out of the foolishness of our past and walk in that light. Jesus, the Christ, said that he had came when he birthed his ministry, when he first set out, he said, repent, turn from the ways of this world because the kingdom of God is at hand. And that rally call is still echoing today. Let me just say this. We all really know in the depths of ourselves. And if we be honest with ourselves, we know, we feel it. You know, when we're doing the things of the world, there's always that, that unction. There's always that, that moment. There's always those times when we just feel like, oh my goodness, there's got to be more. This, even after you, you, you know, you've been that place. You were out all night, you had a great time, and you did some things that, that, you, that you're not happy with. And you wake up the next day and you're feeling, wow, remorse, regret. And listen, like I said, I want to keep it real tip. Listen, everything that we do is not bad. But if you feel the unction or consequence, then it must have a reasoning for it. I truly believe that so much that, that the church points their finger at people, God is really not that concerned with. How about we cover our mistakes the same way God does with love? The Bible says that, 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 that we love, he loves, he first loved us. He, he's faithful to forgive. But as a church, we always want to point our finger. We want to moan and groan about what folks are doing. And we very conveniently forget 
as the apostle says, such was some of us. I believe a more accurate reading of that text would be such was all of us. The book also says that we were born in sin, shaped in iniquity. David says, create me a clean heart, renew me a right spirit. That word renew means that there had to been something before. There was a way, a how. There was a heart that was in us that has become tarnished and we needed to be made new again. Anyway, this morning, let me share a quick word and uh, we're going to go forward in this day. Uh, today, my text and my scripture references are Jeremiah 29 and 11 and then Deuteronomy. I, I'm really am a, a student of the Old Testament. I, I've been saved a minute now. I said I came. I came. God finally got me cornered and I gave up. I surrendered. And it's been it's been a minute. It's been about 20 years um, when I really accepted the call and and began to really study. And that's what we have to do. You know, we like to call the scripture it just a study to show ourselves approved. A workman. A workman. A workman. Yes. Study to show yourself approved. A workman. And that's what we needed to be working every day. Listen, I'm not any anyway, let's let's move forward. There's, in your own spare time, no matter of fact, in your own intentional time. Jeremiah 29 11. You need to put that on a card. You need to write that, carry which you need to write it on your forehead and the palm of your hand and always go back to that. Jeremiah 29 11. Let me share it real quick. I'm reading from the New King James Version. Not one of my favorites. I, I prefer the New International Version, the NIV. But because most people use these uh, older texts, uh, I, I want to make it plain so that people were familiar with it. It says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. That's good news. God told the prophet Jeremiah thousand years ago that he, not me, even over you, that God has a plan for you. And watch this plan. This plan was created for you in the heart and mind of God, even before you were considered, even before you got saved, even while you weren't saved. God says that he has thoughts that he thinks towards you, that he has a plan that he has designed specifically for you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Let me give you a, a biblical definition. Biblical definition of hope is not willy nilly, maybe, perhaps, depending upon what else goes on. Think about it. That doesn't make sense with God. God is, is a God that, that exists, that operates above circumstances or situations. He is a creator. There's nothing higher or greater than God. So how could God talk about giving you a hope? It has to be more than the hope that we understand in the world. Biblical hope is a hope, is, is a, is a anticipation that is based upon the word of God. It's certain expectation. Certain means without doubt. Certain expectation based upon the word of God. What that simply means that if God said it, you can bank on it, that he can do it. 
So Jeremiah, God tells Jeremiah, tell the people that he has a plan. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. Let that marinate in your spirit. That if the that that evil or, or negative things come into your life, it's really not of God. Now God will may allow it's called as permissible. He may allow these things to happen, but it's only for your good. The Bible says these things. And if you think about it, if God is good, why why would he purpose to go against what he said? His own self, then God would be a liar. He says the thoughts of peace and not of evil. So even when it looks bad, God has a plan to bring you out. This text, this word that says, that verifies this. The Bible says that for every, God has always given us a way to escape. Whatever you've come to, whatever situation, whatever storm, whatever wall, God has given us a way out. You know what? Think about it in your life. Wherever you've been, whatever circumstance, there was always a moment where you could have gotten out of it. You could have changed your mind. You could have turned around. You didn't have to listen to Jaquan. You didn't have to listen to Shanae. You didn't have to, to go where you did. You went because you made a bad decision. But even in the midst of that, God kept you. Why? Because he has a plan of hope. He has a plan to give you a future. Watch it, not just a future, but on a hope. I thank God. I remember my, uh, uh, my granddaughter praying one time, and, and, and she was a little, little child. And she, she said, I want to thank God for life and f- uh, hope and for opportunity. Man, out of the mouths of babes. Thank God for life, hope, and opportunity. Because our hope without opportunity. In other words, see, he has a plan for your future of good. But you got to have hope, which is a certain expectation. So you, you really know what God really has for you. But without opportunity, that's the, the, the space and time for the, for, the, for the manifestation of God's glory in your life. And that's what we want. Opportunity. Anyway, this morning I'd like to to encourage all of my, my soul food family, my living water friends to expect great things. No matter how good or how bad yesterday may have been, beloved, if God woke you up this morning, And especially, I'm speaking to the children of the Most High God. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, I'm talking to you this morning. I come to tell you that God told me to say, expect great things. There it is, Jeremiah 29 and 11. Expect great things. Now, somebody's asking in their own mind, Elder, what are you talking about? Why should I expect great things? Because, well, the first thing is you ought to be excited because God woke you up this morning. He didn't have to do that. You need to really let it get in your spirit. God didn't have to wake you up this morning. There was many that laid down last night with all expectation that, man, I'm going to get up tomorrow. I'm going to go to that job or I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But they didn't wake up. The truth of the matter, go ahead and read, read the, the Bible. The Bible says that, that, that the, the wages of sin is death. 
Wages are, are, are the, the payment that you earn for what you do. So if you really let that, go and read it, I think in one of, one of the more modern translations, like the message translation, the wages, the payment for your sin, the payment for your missing the mark is death. But God allowed you to wake up this morning. And there's a level of excitement that you need to have because he didn't have to do it, but he did. So the first thing I want you to remember today is that God woke you up this morning. The second thing is that as a child of God, you have that certain expectation. You have the rights and privileges. You have delegated authority. You have the promises of God. And it is these promises that I told you that is the hope that we have. This is the thing that we got over the rest of the world. And I'm not talking about church. I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about that relationship that as a child of God, one has made a mental decision and a a, a soul and heart covenant with God Almighty. He has given you promises. Promises that give you hope. Remember, God told Jeremiah, and we just read it, I have the plan for you, plans to prosper, not to harm you, plans to give you hope in the future. So the first thing I want you to remember this morning is God woke you up, that you have opportunity. And the second thing is that because he woke you up, you've got hope. And the third thing this morning is that God has said that he will never leave you nor forsake you. And to add along with that, God said that there's more with you and with him than there is the whole world against you. I, I, I'm, I'm talking to you this morning on Facebook and I see so much people talking about, well, they did this to me and they lied on me and they, they crossed me. And, you know, really, I'll be honest with you. I never really noticed that about people lying on you and backbiting you. Really, until I got saved, until I started going to church, I never really noticed any of that. But when I got into church, I noticed now that people would will cross you, talk about you, you know, but... That's neither here nor there. But the reality is we're doing too much moaning and groaning. Who cares if they talk about you? They can't stop you. Not if you not if you're in the in the hand of God. Not if you're walking in the in the truth of God. How can they stop you? They may put roadblocks in, in front of you, but it's more with you than there is against you. Great is he that is in you. So this is what the third thing says, that he will never leave you nor forsake you. Those of you who have been in, in church or read the Bible, you know the story of the three Hebrew boys. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They made a decision that they were going to walk with God. The world, the king, Nebuchadnezzar, he was mad as heck. He had made a decision and he had to stand by his decision. And it's, it's simple. I mean, the world has made a decision against you. They've made, they made it hotter than seven times hotter than it ought to be. That's what happens in, in your life. You know, you know, the fiery furnace is the world that we live in. And like you said, so don't be upset when it seems like people are coming against you. But always listen, in your own heart and mind, you got to realize that it's more with you than it is against you. They shoot their best shot, but baby, I'm coming out better than I went in. That actually you need to look at it that it's a blessing when y'all try to stop me. I'm getting excited because now I, I know that my God is coming to my rescue. And actually, even, I mean, if you really want to get deep, 
The apostle says, though they slay me, yet I live. See, this is when you really get next level. When you get next level, you, you know, the Bible says that we have overcome the world because of him. So what you going to do to me? Kill me? It's all right. I, and listen, I'm not trying to be super, super, super churchy or whatever. I want to die. I want to live. But I realize that, you know what, if you if if they if they take me out, it's all good. Because I'm going to live again. And I'm not, listen, I'm not, I'm not talking that, 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 that stuff, you know, that churchy stuff again. Read the book. You know what happens? I get liberated. I get set free from the bondage of this world, this flesh, and I become who God has truly created me to be. I'm set free. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. This is where I'm no longer bound to the world or to the things of the world. So the first thing, I'm trying to get out of here this morning. The first thing is that he woke you up. The second thing is that he's given us hope. And the third thing, he says that he would never leave us nor forsake us. Yes, and that God's perfect plan. The good news is that God has never <laughs> been sued for child support. As a matter of fact, the Bible declares that the very word of God shall not come back void. That that hope, those words, that, that promise that God has for you, it shall not come back void, but it shall accomplish that which it said that it would do. Today, take time and read the 11th chapter of Hebrews, which is often considered to be the hall of fame of faith. After reading it and seeing how our mighty God has, has taken men and women just like you and me, God works with the small things. He works with the weak things. That he would get the glory and that man would glory in and of himself. But just like you and me and how by faith, by trusting in God, faith is not no, no, no big. It's simply that trusting God decision from your transformed mind that no longer is conformed to the thoughts, ways and how of a dying world set free, transformed, trusting God <clears throat> that he would do everything he has said he would do. When we look at that Hebrews 11 chapter, we see how he took the, the weak things, the, the, the broken things, the, the errant things. And, and he transformed them into, into mighty men and women of valor who work for his kingdom. Know that you too, I'm talking to you, beloved. There's greatness in you, my people, my brothers and my sisters. There's greatness in you. Don't let the world push you down, but come out. Know that there's greatness in you. Expect great things of yourself. Today, my friends, I challenge you to expect great things of yourself, of your children, of those around you, those that you impact. Great things from your friends and your family. But realize it has to be through Christ. And when I say Christ, I'm talking about anointing. That word Christ it means the anointing, the, the, the power of God that has now been birthed in you. The hagias numatas, the breath that has been blown into you. Expect great things because of God's power and his faithfulness. We can attempt and accomplish great things for God. And we can expect great things from God as long as we walk with God. Can I give you that one one more time? We can attempt and accomplish great things for God and we can expect great things from God as long 
as we walk with God. I'm going to close, but this I want to share this one other scripture, Deuteronomy 28. I, I want I want to bless you real good. It says, now it shall come to pass. If you diligently obey the voice of the Lord, your God, to exert carefully all of his commandments, not the world's commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations. Biblically, that word nation is not talking about countries. It's talking about family groups, people, that God will set you, your family group, above all others. And all these blessings shall come upon you. Watch this overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord. So there's caveats there. These blessings are coming to you. They're going to overtake you. You can't get away from them. They'll be yours because you obey, obey, obedience better than sacrifice. The voice of the Lord. Verse three says, blessed shall you be in the city. Blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body to produce of your ground. Blessed is the fruit of your body. That's your children. The producer of your ground, whatever you're doing, the work that you do shall be blessed. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. That means your home. Blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be going out. That means wherever you go. As you pass through the world, going through the things. And matter of fact, go to, I think it's Isaiah 43. The Lord shall cause this. Oh, Lord. Verse 7. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. David says that the Lord has prepared a table huh, in the presence of mine own enemies. The harvest is set. See, and I'm not trying to listen, but let's, let's, let's step out of churchy church. We're talking real life. Real life. God's word is true. His word is real. He says it here. He will cause your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee seven ways. Anyway, beloved, I'm out of time, but not out of word. Listen, I, I once again, let me say this. Let me give my disclaimer. This is me. These are my words. I'm not speaking for anybody, any group. I'm speaking for the Lord God Almighty. I share with you the unction that he has placed in my life. And let me say this. I'm not asking you to believe me. I'm not asking you to, to like me. I'm not asking you to. All I'm asking is this. I, yes, I am asking something of you, beloved, that you think, that you consider what I'm saying. Don't just, 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 uh, Agree with me just because you're just disagreeable. But take it to the book. See if what I'm saying makes any, has any validity, has any truth. Let me say this, beloved. I promise that I'm not speaking from my thoughts or my feelings, my, my interpretation, but I'm speaking from the unction and from the book. So once again, disagree with me, that's fine. Like I said, I don't do this for pay. I don't do it for, for likes, clicks, stars, or any of the other stuff. I don't know, whatever the other things that people do. I do it because God is leading me, guiding me. The unction of his spirit just pulls upon me and I shall not walk away from it. I thank God for his love, his presence 
his provision. Walk with God today, beloved. Move into the power of that relationship that God is calling us. You know something, and I don't want to tear nothing down. You Just open your eyes and see. Open your ears and hear. Open your heart and receive. Then go and share. And to listen, don't be afraid to ask. Ask those who you look to. The questions that are in your mind. And if they can't get, because see, God is a God that is real and reasonable, understandable. Don't accept that, oh, this is, this is God. We'll understand it better by and by and all that kind of stuff. And you know for yourself some stuff that you see. You know, you know it's just a bunch of foolishness. But if that's what you want, God bless you. Enjoy it. Have a great time. And, and, and enjoy your lack of power. But if you want more, if you feel that there's got to be more, then begin to look to his word. God will give you all. The, the Bible, James says, listen, if any of you lack wisdom, I'm not talking about knowledge. I'm talking about wisdom. That's the application. If you lack wisdom, ask the God and he freely will give it. Anyway, God bless you. Have a smile on you. Remember Jeremiah 29, 11, Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 7. Bless you real good. I love you to life. And you know this, I love you, but God loves you best. Until next time, continue. Let me matter of fact, listen, let me pray with you this morning. Father, we just thank you right now for what you're doing here in the earth realm. God, we thank you now for what you're doing through your manservant. God, I pray that you lead me and guide me, Father God, to do what you would have me to do. Bless my mind. Bless my hand. God, continue, Father God, to smile upon me. Then God, now, Father God, if you do these things, Father God, I pray now that that the words of my mouth, Father God, they be your words and that they shall accomplish that which you would have them to do. Thank you, Lord God. I pray now that you look upon those who, who will listen to these words, who will view these, 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 these opportunities, Father God, that they will receive the truth and the power and give you the glory. Father God, we thank you today, Father God, for your life changer. You are a, 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 a life giver, God. And we thank you today, Father God, for the water of your word. Continue, Lord God, to blow our minds, Father God, to cleanse us, Father God, from the stinking thinking of this world. Then God, I pray today for those who will listen to these words, that you will bless them, Father God. Oh, bless them with peace power, provision. Father God, we bring your word against against sickness and, and disability today, God. God, we bring the word of God, the blood of the lamb against uh, diabetes, high blood pressure, arthritis. You've got to go. We pray today, Father God, that the foolishness of this dying world will be stopped still and destroyed and that the light, the love of your word would reign forth with power and demonstrations of your glory. God, we pray, Father God, against against debt and 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 foolish financial lack of stewardship, Father God. Father God, begin to again birth in us the mighty nation that you called us to be, Father God. Father God, we thank you today, Father God, 
for provision and financial resources, Father God. Open up the windows of heaven, Father God. Pour our blessings, Father God, that our basket would overflow and that the overflow shall feed the children of the King. God, we thank you today, Father God, that you go with us, stand with us. God, your word is true, Father God, that you'll never leave us nor forsake us, God, that you knock down the walls of the enemy, that we'll go into the enemy's camp, Father God, and Father God, that you've provided, Father God, wells that we have not dug houses that we have not built, ways out of no ways, Father God. Thank you now as we journey through, Father God, even the wilderness, Father God, that you open up the Red Sea and that we'll go over into dry land, that we'll possess, Father God, the promises that you have made. For the land is not a place, but it is a mindset, God. Renewing us a right spirit. Give us, Father God, a transformed mind today, Father God, that we will walk, Father God, in demonstration, giving your name glory, honor, and praise. And we ask it all in the only name that matters, Jesus, who is our Christ. God bless you, my friends. Love you to life. Have a great day. Tell some, 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 somebody that that spiritual water is soul food is up. Matter of fact, let me give a, 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 a ad this morning. You can find me here on Facebook. You can find me on, 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 on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Living Water with D.A. Miller or here on Facebook Live. Coming soon to YouTube. God bless you. Pray for me. And I'll pray for you. Until next time, love you to life, my friend.